listening to Zap Night, a video game review podcast. Join your hosts as we review video games from all systems and all genres. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Zap Night. I'm your host, Danny, and today I have my other sister, Shannon, with us. Hi, Shannon. Hello. So, um, Kaylee usually is on here. Um, Kaylee is off this episode uh but shannon was more than happy to jump in at least i think she was more than happy to jump in (laughs) yes yes i was (laughs) well it was like at first when we first started playing this game it was fun and then towards the end it's like i'm done are we we done yet is is there more there's seriously more okay (laughs) so but thank you thank you for sticking it out and playing this game with me um so we are talking about odd world abe's odyssey and this started with us playing it for a thrift shop game we played it and i feel like we kind of jived pretty well while we were trying to play it and like figure out the puzzles and so we decided to play it for like the entirety for a podcast episode and i mean i had a lot of fun until like the very end and i'm like just let's just finish this just get it done i just want to be have it over with yeah so odd world abe's odyssey was developed by odd world inhabitants which is a company that really has only made odd world it was released in september of 1997 for the playstation and the pc and then the following year they re-released it for the game boy somehow I, All right. I don't I, know. It doesn't make much sense, but you know, I kind of it works. I kind of think maybe after we're done with the podcast, we'll have to sit down and look up the Game Boy version and see how good or bad it is. <laughs> how bad? How probably bad it but is? Maybe good. I'm curious how accurate it is to the version that we played. Now we played the PlayStation version. Yeah. I don't know the difference between the PlayStation and the PC versions. But um, they then made a re-release called Odd World New and Tasty for the Xbox, I think. Yeah. But we didn't play that version. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. So, in Odd World, you play as Abe, who is this slave race called uh, Mudokon? Mudokon? Yeah, I don't Mudokin, know. Mudokin? I don't know, something like that. Hudokin, but with an M. Um, <laughs> they were, they're working in this meat processing plant called um, Ruptured Farms. And one day he was working late and he sneaks into the boardroom to find out more information about the newest product called New and Tasty. And Abe overhears the CEO of Ruptured Farms, call, uh, who is a race of Glucan, Glocken, uh, named Moloch. <laughs> he hears that the new creature that is going to be produced to make new and tasty is going to be Abe's race, the the Molochs or yeah, whatever. Molochs. Mo, uh, Mud- Mudokin. Mud- Mudokin. 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 Sudoku? Anyway, after hearing about this, Abe really wants to focus on saving his people and escaping the processing plant. He gets caught on security camera and he begins, he kind of turns into a fugitive and the people are trying to capture him before he escapes. He does manage to escape the plant and notices the moon outside that has the shape of his hand on the moon. Not just his hand, but his people's. His kind, right. Yeah. On the moon. And while he's sitting there staring at it, he falls into this ravine where he hits his head really hard. And he gets rescued by a masked Mudokon. M- Mudokon? I don't know. And he gets <laughs> he gets he he gets rescued by another one of his kind wearing this big mask. He's like a shaman type guy, and he revives Abe and tells him that he is supposed to save his race. That the world is starting to be out of balance because all of the creatures are being processed for me, right. and um, it's his it's Abe's job to go and save the world or his people or whatever. Anyway, um, Abe is sent to two different temples to prove himself worthy, and these two temples, one is for the, the Scrabs, yep. and the other one is for the... Uh, Paramons, or something like that, Paramount? Par- 
Paramites? Paramites. Paramites. Yes. So after Abe goes through the trials, the shaman gives him the power to transform into a scrab. And this also zaps like everything in sight. So it'll zap bombs or enemies or whatever. So it's kind of like this superpower. But the trick to getting it is that you have to help your people exit through a portal with the same amount of with with a specific amount of people for that portal yeah. then then the like shaman guy will show up and give you the power or something i don't yeah. know in any case um his task then goes to to go back to rupture farms to save his people and to um kill or stop the to basically stop the rupture farms from continuing to kill scrabs and paramites and right. whatever else they're doing oh and the mudoku people or whatever <laughs> abe makes it up all four floors and kills the power to the plant he makes his way into the boardroom and uses his special power to attack the glucon people and blows up a bunch of bombs and other stuff, basically wreaking havoc on the boardroom. But he does end up getting caught. And when he gets caught, he gets sent to a jail cell where he's being hung. Well, not like noose hung, but like hanging off of like a hook. Yeah. The shaman is watching from like a vision pool and sees Abe, who is now trapped, and sees that the... um. Um, Moloch. Moloch enters the jail cell and is about to drop him into the a meat grinder. Right. And if you've saved at least fifty of your people, then the shaman will show up and like rescue Abe from the meat grinder. Yep. And then you get sent back to your people and they welcome you as this hero. But if you haven't saved at least fifty, then the shaman just lets you drop into the meat grinder and then you die. And then that's the end. <laughs> yep. And that was our ending. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but we did watch the good ending because by the time we finished the game, we were done. Yeah. No, like, there, there was, was no way we were going to go back, but it did give us opportunity to. That's true. Yeah. So like the game plays in like, you're at the plant, you escape the plant and then you go through and you do all the like, um, all the stuff in the temples. Yeah. And then you go back to the plant. Well, when you have a bad ending, they send you back to the second time you go to the plant. So you right. do have this chance to go and save a few extra people if you missed some. Though I feel like we would have needed to just start from the beginning yeah, because agree. we missed a lot of people along the way that we were like, we don't need this. And then we just <laughs> moved on. Why are there so many chances for us to go through and save two to three people that's silly. That's <laughs> just an extra puzzle that we don't have time for. Right. Like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Here we should have. Yeah. Because I think we were pretty close, like upper 30s yeah. or 40s. Yeah. 40. We were almost into the 50 range, like if we'd have just done it, but it's fine. It's just funny that, you know, if you don't save enough of them, the shaman looks around at the other like people and he's, and, and the other people are like, nah, just kill him. Uh, like we don't scum. care. He's yeah. <laughs> and then they're just like, no, kill him. And then they, they drop the lever and then he, Abe just falls into the meat grinder. And it's like, nope, you got the bad ending. I'm like, Oh <laughs> yeah. I honestly didn't expect it to have an actual bad ending. Cause, uh, yeah, I thought there would be something that happens to stop him to get grinded, but apparently no, nope. he's gone. <laughs> So what did you think about the story? Um, what what did you give it for a score? Well, so I gave it a 9 out of 10. I okay. really like the story, but I definitely think there could have been a little bit more. Sure, yeah. Um, but overall, it, it was really good. It was easy to follow. It was pretty simplistic, which is what I personally like. I don't like yeah. anything too complex. Well, for games like this that are mainly platform puzzle, puzzle right. type games you don't need much story yeah you just kind of want something to give you perspective of you're here and why you're here doing the things that you're doing right and that's it like right. setting it up for doing your platform crap right and this this game did that pretty well i gave it an eight out of ten again like you said it's it could have been a little better yeah. but like overall it was there it was honestly probably more story than some of the early like uh, Super Nintendo, like, Mario games. Right, and here's your game. 
just do it. <laughs> right. And I mean, there was like cut scenes that really tried to drive the story yeah. and it's told in this, like, um, it's told from the perspective of Abe who's telling you the story, but he's telling it from like the future looking back. So like when you first right. see Abe, he's already hanging up above the meat grinder thing right. and he tells you his story from there. And then you play the game back up to the meat grinder. Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting, you know, perspective. On right. That. Yeah. I really think that the game made the world feel alive. It really felt like this other odd world. Right. Yeah. Like the, the characters were decent characters. Like you really, I, I, I really liked Abe. Like yeah. I really, wanted him to succeed in his quest you know um and you know the the ceo guy the moloch yeah i didn't i I didn't like him and he's meant to be like not likable you know they they just they did that well right yeah i like the originality of the characters Mm -hmm. um you don't generally see a camel that looks like a gerbil snail with legs (laughs) i'm not quite sure what it was but i thought that was really neat yeah that was the um Gosh, I wrote that down too somewhere. Um, it was like you, oh Elmu, 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 yeah. And he is—he's super cute, and he loves honey and hates bees. Yes, <laughs> which is rough, you know. It's just—it's funny that they wrote that into. Well, they probably needed a way to have him get sidetracked, like game-wise. They right. needed a mechanic to get him stuck. And then have you do something to get him unstuck. Right. So like the honey and the bees worked out really well where like he found the honey. He's like, oh, honey. And then right. you're stuck having him eat the honey until you figure out how to get him to run away because of the bees. So right. Yeah. Without, without hurting yourself right. in the process of it too. Right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I liked, I liked that dynamic of trying to find the little Elmu guy. And yeah. I don't know. It's, it, it's not bad. It really isn't bad. Um, graphics, I gave it a 10 out of 10 for graphics. Yeah, I gave it a 7 out of 10, but for that era, it really was pretty good. This game came out the same year as Final Fantasy VII. Uh, so it's much better than it's I thought. It's much better. Yeah. It's honestly, I have to say, it's probably the best looking PlayStation 1 game I've ever played like maybe final fantasy nine looks just as good. Maybe final fantasy nine is a little bit better graphically, yeah. but like it just, the pre-render backgrounds play really well with the game, but like the animations look really clean and the movement is just smooth. Yeah. It just, and the cutscenes flowed really well between each other, and the character in the cutscene looked like the same character sprite that you were playing as. It just it it worked really well. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, there wasn't a huge variety of enemies, uh, but there was enough to introduce new enemies until like the very end. Yeah. Like they were, you know, you had the when you first started, you had the slogs who were like holding the machine guns that you were trying to stay away from. And then like a little bit later you were running into the scrabs and the scrabs would like chase you down. And then you start, then you, then you find the paramites and the paramites are like little, these like little animals that are afraid of you, but if they get cornered, they attack. Yeah. And like all these things have different characteristics and the dogs, whatever the dogs were called, they have the, these different characteristics that you have to learn to then manipulate with your surroundings to get through the puzzle. So it's like, I don't know, it was nice to have this, you know, introduction of new enemies and new things without it being, you know, overly too many things, but like the, yeah, I I, I I think, I think the mechanics were very well balanced. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean the game the game as a whole, it just it looked it looked really good to me. What yeah. what was probably the biggest downfall with the graphics, do you think? Um, for me it was just like the simplicity, but I think that's honestly what kind of made it also because it ran 
now that I'm thinking about it, like, they had different levels. Like, you had the front-facing, like, platform, but then you also had the platform in the back. Yeah. Where you could switch through, especially in the temple, where you would go down the chute and then pop up behind so that you could do a run to see the um, platforms ahead or the seats ahead of you. Which really helped out, but I thought that was really neat that they also made it more three-dimensional with that. Right. And well, and they had all the different switches and stuff too. They were interactable. So like, you would run around and you'd find a switch, and then you notice like the shoot started sprouting leaves out of it. Right, so it's like, oh right. well, it's activated then, you know. Yeah, there was some spots though that it was hard to tell, like the ledges. Yeah. Like how close can I get to the ledge? You think you get you're like right there, but you take one more step and you fall off. That that's probably my only complaint about yeah. the graphics is that it's really hard to tell exactly where those platforms right. were. Like there were a couple times where we were walking up to a ledge and then we would fall off because there was still like maybe a little bit of space to step forward. Right. But like not enough, so then you fall off. Yeah, and it was even harder with the camel thing. Yeah, yeah. because they he went he he walked faster and he had bigger feet. <laughs> yeah, he did, and so it was hard to tell exactly where you're supposed to stop. Yep. And there's other ledges where you can walk, and you're it looks like your toes are hanging off the ledge. Yeah, so it's like, what do you want from me? Well, game, there was you know? also that one that was a ledge, but the mine was probably like two steps behind the ledge, so you thought you could jump, and we could, but. It took us, like, five tries just right. to get on that ledge when we should have been able to make it. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, the pla- the placement of some things could have been a little better, yeah. too. Or, I don't know, direction. I don't, I don't know. It's Well, this this leads into gameplay, really. Yeah. And that's that's our next topic, gameplay. I gave it a 7 out of 10 for gameplay. I did as well. Um, Like, it's good, it's fun, but it gets... It's very repetitive. Right. Insanely repetitive. And that's what you get with, you know, not introducing more characters or more techniques to get around. Well, yeah, there there really is only one way to get to the next checkpoint or to beat that level. Yeah. And so if you don't do it in that exact way, you're going to die. Right. And if you die, you have to start all over again. So yeah. no matter how much progress you make, unless you get to the next checkpoint, you have to do everything over again right. from the last checkpoint. I honestly kind of like that because it made it more feel like a roguelite. And I, I love those kind of games. So yeah. for me, I really like that part of it. But the only thing is that, like you said, it's very repetitive. So nothing really changes. You have... Your like the scarab, the scarab, scrab. scrab. It's a crab with an S. Okay, it's so the, the scrab part in the temple, you have to go through all of that. But once you get the idea of how to get through that place, the, by the last you know scene, you're running through it. Yeah. Where I wish they would have added a little bit more, so it made it a little bit more challenging in those kind of places. Yeah. Um. I, I really feel like it was hard enough. It it was definitely hard <laughs> it enough. It was definitely challenging. Because I mean there were there were levels that we were pretty frustrated yeah. on. Yeah. Um but there were a few spots that like I don't know. I don't I don't know I don't know how to describe the the feelings <laughs> that I have for this game. Let's let's talk about some of the gameplay mechanics and maybe maybe it'll kinda come out. Okay. So like your goal is to make it to the next checkpoint, which is mostly like a door or it's, um, he's playing with a, yeah, <laughs> he's just having a good time. <laughs> oh no, he's just playing with the toy. <laughs> um, so most of the time you're just trying to get to the next checkpoint, which is usually like a door or it's like a, it's. It's a significant point in the yeah, story. Yeah, right? like a main like area change. Right. And then you get to the next checkpoint. And with that being your goal, you don't really know. The tough part about this game is you don't really know when that checkpoint is. Yeah. So like, you know, you make it so far and then you die and it's like, did I make it to the next checkpoint or not? And then right. you go back further than you're expecting. You're like, oh no. And yeah. then you get stuck doing something you know, every now and then we would we would do stuff. We would get through like a section really fast, really easy. Yeah. 
and then we have to replay it because we die somewhere along the way. And then the stupidest things like jumping over a mine starts to become difficult. Oh yeah. But yeah, so your goal is to get from point A to point B, but you have to avoid the enemies and the environmental obstacles. So whether it be, you know, cliffs that you have to jump over or enemies you have to avoid, like the scrabs who you can't really kill them, but right. you can run from them. Yeah. Um, there's mines that you have to avoid either, you know, jumping over them or disarming them with throwing a rock at it. Um, there's grenades you can use. There are, um, you can use your, uh, psychic ability, yeah. trance like ability. I don't know what it's called. His like, <laughs> his like chanting yes. where he takes control of the slogs, which yep. is the machine gun guys. And when you take control of the slogs, then you can, um, use the machine gun to kill other enemies right. in the area. But like that adds to the puzzle dynamic. So right. like, you know, there, there are some places that you can't use your chanting ability. Cause there's like a chanter, there's like a chanting orb thing that might zap you if you try to chant. So yeah. then you can't chant in that area unless you either blow up the little orb thing that we didn't know about. Right. Or you go to a different area and chant in that area to try and take control of a slog that way. Right. But having to have the slog chase you or right. whatnot. Right. Yep. Yep. So there's, there's so many dynamics on how the puzzles are supposed to be played out right. but i honestly feel like there's only really one way to complete the puzzle yeah and until you figure out that one way to get from point a to point b you're it's trial and error until yeah. you figure it out yeah. and i think that was the biggest problem with this game for me is the trial and error was so tedious like at first it was fun because it's like ooh a challenge ooh a challenge right. but by the end of the game it's just like so oh, another out. challenge <laughs> like and the puzzles tended to repeat like once yeah. you understood the once you understood, okay, you know, the dogs, the dogs do, the dogs act a very specific way and right. the slogs act a very specific way and the, the scrabs act a very specific way. Sure. You learn that it's like, okay, here's what the game wants me to do. And right. by the end of the game, you know, all the puzzle dynamics and it's just a matter of getting, getting through, through them. it without dying. Right? right. Yeah. Yeah. I, um. I still think, you know, after you learned that, though, it got a lot easier, too. Um, I found most of our, like, challenging parts was in the beginning of learning a new technique. Yeah, but I feel like that that <laughs> learning aspect was more fun. Where, like, towards the end of the game, when it was easier... It was just doing I, what you needed it, it to do. It was just, like, doing the, the motions. Sure. I wish that they, towards the end of the game, they would have added different, um, like, twists to it to make it a little more not necessarily more challenging but to be new and yeah you know to to make you figure things out in a different way than what you've been used to the whole time right granted i still want it's funny because other games do this where like the final boss you fight completely different than the entire rest of the game yeah i don't like that either it's like i want to utilize the skills that i've learned throughout the entire game to get through the last section of the game right but i want there to be twists in there to make me think in a different way than the rest of the game too sure i understand that so i don't know it's an interesting kind of game it really yeah, is an I would interesting say either game. way it is a really fun game and uh it's definitely a lot different from other games that i've played it is definitely odd and original yeah it really is the it's like it's platformy yeah but because you don't really have any offensive skills, like you can't physically walk up to an enemy and choke him out or kill him in any right, way. Yep. So the, your only defense is sneaking around and yep. trying to use the environment to your advantage and trying to find that one method of getting to the next area. Um, but you know, that's, that's all part of the challenge and that's kind of what made the game fun too. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a hard game. Like you can spend, I, I don't, I don't know how much time we spent in this it game. It said it should have been around 12. I think it was what more was, than that. Do you remember <laughs> what our final checkpoint time was? I want to say it was like 15 hours was, it was somewhere game time, yeah. but really we probably put in like 30 hours yeah. of game time. I'd say, yeah. um, 
we were going to stream it, but that didn't work out so well because someone has a baby <laughs> that we're taking care of. So it's Shannon, it's Shannon, Shannon has a baby and it's okay, but it makes it hard to stream. So we didn't, Yeah, but it was fine because it, it made it more fun to, you know, we, it gave us a chance to take some breaks and that's really what this game needs. Yeah. You can't just sit and play this game all the way through in one session. You need yeah. there was definitely time to times walk that, away from it. Yeah. It got frustrating and the more frustrated you get, you, you can't just keep going. The more you mess. Up, yeah, yeah you're just not gonna get anywhere so it's a lot easier to step back and try to redo it again with a clearer mind yeah <laughs> yep and a full belly and there are some things that you sit and you do a hundred times and you just can't figure out right and like like when we first made it out of the the uh, plant. We made it out of the plant, and then we got to the area where the like scrabs were pacing back and forth under yep. the platform, and we just couldn't figure out how to get past that area. Yeah, because there was one spot we couldn't do the jump. Couldn't yeah, we didn't jump. know. Yeah. And then like I turned it on one day, like we turned it off. We you know yep. had had a few days off, and then I turned it on randomly to do some testing on something else. And I'm like, well, let me just give it a shot. I'll just try it and see what happens. And I just nailed it first try. I'm like, <laughs> why can I do I that? Just, I just needed some sleep to like wipe my mind and then come back to it. Like, yep. oh, I, we just had to run. Like right. simple, yeah. easy. And there, there was a lot of spots in this game where it was like we just needed to walk away. Yep come back in a couple minutes and having a child around helped with yes. that. Oh yeah. But a lot of it was one of those, as we had said prior to going into the game, we're going to find spots that we come back to and we're like, ah, that's all that was. And sure yeah. enough, every single time it was so tedious, but that was a lot of the game. It's it, tedious. It's, things. it's just, it's funny how the game kind of sets you up to overthink things. Yes. And, and it you, lets you, and then you start <laughs> overthinking things and it's like, no, 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 no think a little more simple than that right. like wait <laughs> well i also like that there was a lot of shortcuts that you could do but they didn't work out so you would think you would try that shortcut over and over and then realize this just isn't working we have to try it a different way right and that was you know the way that you're actually supposed to be doing it so some of the enemies made sense like you know if if a scrab is screaming at you and running towards you with talons of <laughs> evilness then maybe you should run right? right right then there's bats yeah yeah which were throughout the game mind you they were and there were a couple times that we were doing something and we're like why did we die like there yeah. was no reason for us to die and then you start realizing that there's these little black bats yep that can kind of just kill you yeah i remember the first time we're like did we how did we die? Was it the bats? It couldn't have been the bats. Sure enough. Sure enough. The bats. Yeah. And they don't even like attack. They just, they have a pattern that they go in. Yep. And if you happen to touch a bat, you just die. Yep. And I understand why they did that. They needed something that could fly around and they right. needed something that was a little more obscure to, I don't know. Or there was that one spot that you can't go back to the scene before because they want you to keep moving forward. Right. Otherwise you can get like, I think it was a rock that we wanted to get, but we couldn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because so there's, there's this area where you collect some rocks and then you climb this little like ledge and in order to get up and over the ledge, you had to throw a rock to let the bats go and chase the rock. And it would only let you do this if you've thrown your last rock. So it would only chase your last rock. So you throw your last rock and then you jump over the cliff and the very next area is this like minefield Yes. And you think like, okay, well, if I had a rock, I could just throw the rock down there and explode some of the so mines. I'll just go back. But the game's like, no. no. <laughs> if you want to get through this puzzle, you have to do it the right way. You can't just go back and get a rock because yep. if you go back, the bats are still in that area around that cliff. Yep. And the only way to get, th like I said, the only way to get rid of the bats is by throwing a rock, but you've already used your last rock. Right. So there is no going back. Yep. <laughs> So it makes it so that, you know, you're pretty much stuck. You have to do the puzzle the way it's designed to be played. Yeah. And sometimes, like that one specifically, it took us a lot of trial and error to get through that minefield. We had oh, to yeah, like, absolutely. you got to jump down, push the button, jump over, pull the lever, jump down, 
talk to some dog who runs into yep. some mines, and then you jump over the mines. And Yeah, there's a lot of back and forth with that, too. And just the one spot where we had to keep going down to grab a, another rock. Go yeah. up, go back down, grab another rock. Go back up, go back down. Throw, yeah, because we were trying <sighs> to blow up some mines. Yep. There was, like, a bunch of, there was, like, a bunch of mines. There was a couple, like, floating, um, there's, like, these big floating mine yep. bomb things that are floating around. And they blow up with rocks, but then you gotta go back and get another rock. You can only pick up so many, and then you go back up, and you throw your rocks, and you gotta go back because you didn't get them all. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say it was kind of like playing mines sweeper but you could see the mines <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> it it added to the like repetitive nature yeah. of the game you know again that's probably the game's biggest downfall is it's very repetitive it's very much trial and error right like there is no going into this and first timing the whole game you're not yeah. going to you no. just accept the fact going go into the game accepting the fact that you're going to die a lot and you're going to have to replay it. Like, you're just going to have to just keep trying until yep. you figure it out. And once you figure it out, it feels pretty good to be able to move forward. But the only reward you get is more puzzles right. and more difficult crap. So, yeah. And it seems like a lot of it, they took the mechanics and then, like, loaded up your screen with those, you know, enemies or the mechanics of it. So it's like... Right. Yes, it's new because there's a ton of them, but it's still the same thing. Right. They still behave the same way. Yes, right. It's like the dogs. I can't remember their names. I think those are the slogs. And I think the guys with the weapons are slags. Really? I believe so. Oh. Because they had the slog kennels at the end. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Well, in any case, (laughs) um, the dogs, they they look kind of like mutant bulldogs yeah they do um they uh they'll chase you but like they chase you in a very specific way but in any case like earlier in the game they introduce them to you and they show how you can use them and how you're supposed to avoid them and you can jump over them sometimes and they'll chase you and and they can't jump up onto platforms so you can get away that way like introducing you to the enemy right but then like towards the end of the game there's an area where you just it's all it is is those dogs and you have to avoid them at all costs and there's hundreds of them and you know there there was a spot where it's like you take control of one of the machine gun guys and then you have to go and like kill all the dogs and they come out of the kennels and they just keep coming and keep coming and And, and it's a pattern so it's like at first you think, okay, this is going to be like the rest of them. There might be like three waves. This was yeah, like no. a minute it was or like, more. <laughs> yeah, it was like six waves of like four dogs. Yes. It was crazy. And there was like three or four kennels that were yep. like that too. There, Yeah. I feel like some areas they kind of stretched it to make it longer than it really needed yeah. to be. But I don't know. Uh, it goes back to the game just being trial and error. I mean, right. and, and honestly, I can tell you the story of the game. I can tell you the gameplay mechanics. I can talk to you about all this, but you still, it, it, there's no spoilers. Right. Like, I can't, I can't tell you how to do every puzzle of this game. And even if I did, until you actually sit down and you try it, it's still hard. Yeah. Like you, absolutely. it's, it's one of those games. Like you can sit and read a guide on how to beat a level and like, you still don't know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You're still going to play that same puzzle at least like two, three times before you get it. Right. Yep. There were a couple areas for the most part. We did pretty good. Yeah. There were a couple areas that we were really stuck and then we went back and watched how you're, we watched uh, a YouTube video on, on somebody doing a speed run or something, yeah. uh, a play through the game. And it's like, okay, how did they get by this spot? And you realize for the most part, we realized that we were doing it right the whole time. Right. The game wasn't acting the way it was supposed to. Right. So like, then you have to find that pattern of, well, what do you have to do to trigger it to do this very specific thing? Right. Or there were some times that, it was just one step off. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Like when we were trying to, um, there was that guy underneath that cliff. 
I'm yeah, I'm telling up, you because you know the reference. Up those mines. There was the, those floating. Uh, the the red thing that would zap you if you tried to use your chanting right yep. thing, and you had to hold the bomb for so long so you could throw it so it would blow up right next to it. Otherwise, and, it would just keep going down. And there was legitimately no other way to do it. Right. Like you had in order to get past this spot, you had to find a way to take control of this one guy to pull a lever so that you right. can get your your one of your people out. Right. And the only way to do that was to chant to get this guy, but you couldn't chant because that thing yep. was there. And so we were stuck. <laughs> and then you watch a speed you watch somebody do it and they just like throw the bomb and it blows up and you're like <laughs> What am I doing wrong? Right. I still don't know. Yeah, because we still tried that. We're like, okay, maybe we're a step off. So we'd stand in a different spot and just still wouldn't blow up. And and we would like (laughs) throw it trying to make it hit like the top of like maybe yeah, the button it like a red button on yeah. the top but it's not really a red button <laughs> yeah you just the little things you just don't know until you've played it and yeah. you are going through it and you're like oh i get it i understand I it. why this game's so challenging and frustrating <laughs> yes but i mean that's definitely part of the appeal yeah. like it's it's fun because of that but yeah, it does absolutely. if you don't like games that you have to do trial and error you're not gonna like this game right but like for me i liked the puzzle aspect and i loved the like progression of like you know okay i finished this puzzle i did it right we're yep. moving on and then i've got another puzzle that's similar but like still different yep it wasn't until the very end that it got it started to s- drag yeah 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 and the puzzles weren't all that unique. Like, they were the same stuff that we've seen. Yeah. I think the biggest unique thing towards the end of the game was utilizing the dogs to... Like, the, the machine gun guys could, like, call the dogs over yep. and you could kind of, mm-hmm. like, use those that way. That was an interesting mechanic towards the end of the game that they introduced, but... but you didn't even really use it that much. You used it in, like, one scenario and that was like pretty Like, one or much two, it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't much. Yeah. It really wasn't much. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's just... It's a very unique game. I think it's one of those games that you're going to either really enjoy or you're going to be like, this isn't for me. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll you'll know quick. Yeah, you'll you will. You'll put it down. <laughs> you will. Um, the, the Elmu guy... I put him in here for gameplay, though we kind of talked about him in graphics or yeah. something, or story or something. But, like... It's just a- another unique feature. Like he can jump a little further. Yep. He can, you know, he the honey thing and then the bees, you got to figure that right. out and it's just it's a fun little interesting take on everything. Yeah. I really liked him. Yeah. <laughs> um replayability, it's there like for us. Yeah. We made it to the end of the game, and the game encourages you to play it again to collect more of your people, try and save more of your people. And that's great, but by the end of the game, we're like, nah, we're done. Like, we did all the puzzles, we we got to the end of the story, we just got the bad ending. I don't consider that a loss, though the game kind of does, but I don't. Like, we still beat the game, we just didn't do... 100% of the game. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. But if I were to decide later down the road, like, I kind of want to see that, you know, ending and do it myself, I would, but... Or if, for whatever reason, I'm feeling nostalgia for the game, like, hey, you know what? I want to experience that game again. I would definitely go into it with a different mindset of, maybe I will try the extra puzzles and collect those guys. Because now that we've played it once... Not to say in like a year or two we may not ever we might not remember those puzzles. We might right. remember some of the mechanics, but yeah. there's no way we're gonna remember the puzzles. So it'll be mostly new anyway. But it's fun to add that extra challenge in there of but there's all these other things you could be trying and checking right. out. And now that we know that, we're if we would have known that in the beginning, we probably would have done it all. <laughs> yeah, probably or or at least had that goal of trying to right. get as many as we could. Right, yeah. Um, there were a few areas early game that were secret, like secret areas. Yeah. So like we could have tried harder to hunt those down, but the reality is, eh, 
Yeah, honestly. <laughs> and that's how we kind of played the whole game. Like, well, we could try and get these guys, but it's not detrimental to continuing on. So, right. Eh, if let's we can, just go. If we can go, then let's go. Right. But there was that one spot that we couldn't. We had to save those people in order to get through. I think it was the first temple. Yeah, and that was something that I really liked. I liked the temple aspects. Yeah. So, like, there were, I'd say, three temples. There the- was the... Grab temples, yep. the paramite temple, yep. and then we had the factory the where factory, you like, had that same concept, right? Yes. So what we mean by temple is that you have you enter this room that has uh, like a dozen or so doors, right. and you have to complete the challenges on the other side of each of the doors in order to open up the master door to move on. Right. There was the two temples that you had to do to get your power up to go back to the plant. And those temples had quite a few different challenges, and they all had to do with either the scrabs or the paramites. And, you know, you had to manipulate them in different ways. There was different puzzles that specifically had to do with those. Right. And each, those two puzzles, specifically, you had to activate the the fire to, like, turn the, the fire on. Yep. And learn the um, learn the bell combination in order to open the door to get out. Right. And those were your two stipulations. Like, you had to do those two things in order to successfully beat the puzzle. Yeah. All along trying to avoid the mines and the scrabs or the paramites or whatever yeah. else. But, like, those were your goals. And then once you did that, then the door, when you leave, the door shuts and locks and you can't go back in, but then you've activated it and you can do the rest of them. And once you do all of them, then the master door opens and you move on. The two temples were pretty much the same to that regard. Like the play was the same. The puzzles were vastly different, but the, the, uh, the concept was the same. Yeah. And then you go into the, um... You go into the plant, and the plant has two floors that are similar to that. There's, like, levels two and levels three that you go in there, and you got to do, you know, there's a handful of doors, and you got to activate all the doors in order to move on to the next floor. And then you get to the fourth floor, and that's, like, the boardroom, and you got to do the boardroom stuff. Yeah. Which... Let's talk about the boardroom a little bit. That, okay. like, final puzzle. Yeah. Because the final puzzle, you have a few interesting mechanics. There was the, like, countdown. Yeah. That we haven't had throughout the entire game. There has been no time limit. Yeah. So that was an interesting play. Um, but also, there was a secret in this area that we, yep. like, as soon as we found it, <laughs> it was, like, game over. Like, we, we were able to beat it right away. Yeah. Yep. The countdown... It was like at first it was kind of frightening. Yeah. Because there's definitely they only give you 2 minutes to do the puzzle and then move on to the boardroom, but like there's a lot of things that you have to do. Yeah. And a lot of things to avoid too. Yeah, mostly. a lot of th- uh, the there was so you first drop down, there's like a little blinking bomb that you have to you should you should disarm (laughs) the way that they want you to play it is you disarm the bomb then you jump over it and you got to go and pull a lever so that you can go down and pull another lever to activate an elevator that goes (laughs) down and then you got to talk to some guys to let you got to help your people escape a couple people escape so that you can get your power in order to go down to the boardroom to kill all the people in the boardroom that's how you're supposed to do it but there's like this little <laughs> catch to where you can sneak. There's like a, a special area that you can jump up and over to avoid like half of that, that puzzle. Right. And then you avoid half of the puzzle and then you just got to do like the bot. It saves you like so much time. <laughs> yeah. And like you were, you were getting ready to leave that day. Yeah. And you were like, you know what? I'm just going to go. And I'm like, no problem. When, when we get back together, we'll just beat this last puzzle and right. then we'll sit down and do the podcast. Yep. Well, like as you were getting ready to go, <laughs> I found the secret. I showed you the secret and then yep. I immediately beat it. Beat it. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like one try I beat it. It was yep. super easy. So it was kind of nice that they added that in there, but I wonder yeah. how challenging it would have been if I had tried not to. Yeah. But like, once I beat it, I'm like, nope, we're done. We're, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> Wipe my hands clean of that game. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Finally. Um, and then the ending cutscene 
you know, we kind of talked about it in the story. Yeah. Nothing special. I was very disappointed to find out that we didn't get the good ending, yeah. but it is what it is. But at that point, we were excited just to beat it. Just to have it finished. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> Anything else gameplay-wise you want to talk about, you think of? No, I think I think that's covered. about everything. Yeah. Um, let's move on to music. Okay. Um, so music encompasses the background music or whatever else like like actual music but then also sound effects and voice acting as well yeah um there was some voice acting so like all the cutscenes had voice acting involved the majority of the talking was by abe who had this very unique way of talking (laughs) and he rhymed (laughs) and he rhymed just in time I i don't know anyway so he it's tough because I don't know if it's just like silly voice acting yeah. or if it was like designed to be weird like that. I, I it had to be designed to I'm be weird. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed it. Like yeah. it gave him a lot of personality. Yeah, I agree. You know, it, it really did add to the experience. Just having voice acting as a whole in the PlayStation era, that's a big deal. Yeah. Like that was you know, that was a game changer back then. Yeah. Not too many, like, Spyro had a little bit of voice acting. Um, there were a yeah. few other ones. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm yeah, sure there's more. Yeah, but a more. lot of it was all the text. You read yeah, a lot. Yeah, you read it. Right. And the, don't get me wrong. There were some areas of the game that you had to read to right. be able to make it forward. But, like, for the most part, anything story-driven was all voice acting, right. which was quite a bit. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised about that. Um, the music was pretty simple. Yeah. Nothing to write home about. Um, the only one that really comes to mind as far as music was when you took control of the machine gun guys. Yeah. They got like really cool. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I, um, I noticed that there wasn't really much for like an overall noise. Like they didn't really have background music consistently. Um, I did like that you could tell when there was a creature coming from the other screen, like, when you go to the next side of it. But um, I also liked that when the guys were chasing you, it also played music. So you knew that you had them chasing you because that was important to know in some of the platform or some of the puzzles. Right. Yeah, exactly. I That is cool. It, it's an interesting way to use the sound effects to add to the puzzle experience. Like, like you said, you could tell when the guys were chasing you and maybe you need them to chase you in order to get them to the next area to chant or to, you know, drop down a barrel to kill them or whatever the case is. You need to know that. And the music is a good indicator of that. Plus, like you were saying, just being able to hear what's going on in the next room ahead of time. That can make a difference. Right. Or there was one spot that there was a checkpoint and we came back to it and there's a dog in the other room that starts to chase you after like three seconds of, you know, coming into that room. So that's good to know. Because at first we're like, um, did you hear a dog? And then here it comes, you know? Yeah. It, yeah, I remember that. It's the checkpoint inside the uh, inside the factory. Yeah. yeah, when you first, when you first, like, if you die, you go back to that checkpoint. Yep. And you're sitting there for a second. You're like, wait a minute, there's a dog. And then you start running. Yep. <laughs> and the dog's chasing you. <laughs> like, oh, jeez. Yeah, th- that was interesting. Also, there were a couple like um, audio triggered puzzles. Yeah, like the bombs. They you could only there were these specific bombs that you had to turn off by pushing the button when it was green. Right. Well, the bombs made a noise, and it was different if it was red or if it was green. So if you're listening to that rhythm, it's easy to push the button on a green note than it is to push the button when you see green. Right. Because, at least for me, being able to audio audially detecting it yes as opposed to visually detecting it right. was easier yeah where you know it was like dot 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 green dot dot right green dot 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 push the button right <laughs> you know right, right yeah as soon as you learn that pattern right yeah i um i also liked the chance that you had to learn but you had to give the other 
what are they called? Madukins. Madukins. He had to give the other Madukins the secret code, which was a series of telling them hello and then to do the whistles. Yeah. So I thought that that was really cool. Um, that's a you know audible audible aspect. Yeah, that was an interesting way. I mean, it was still just like. Kind of like playing Simon Says sure. and kind of like doing like a memory game challenge. Because right. sometimes, sometimes you would go somewhere and one guy would tell you the code right. and then you'd have to go somewhere else to give the guy the code right. to obtain a power or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's an interesting way to go about it. We, we designed a code that kind of went with it yeah. because you had to like... You had to push a button to activate the, like, sound effects, and then you hit, like, triangle or X or circle, right? Circle? Circle square? Circle? Anyway, (laughs) you had... So, we were doing, like, triangle was up and X was down, and then circle, so it was, like, up, up, down, up, up, down, circle, or whatever. Right. And it was, like, easy to remember those codes then, I don't know, I guess it still is the same if it's triangle, X, triangle, X, circle. But it's a lot easier to remember rather than listening to the whistles and and going off of that. Even though the whistles kind of had, like, the higher notes had the, like, triangle button and the low notes were the... Or the X, the lower, so it was right. like easy to remember that right, still. Yeah, I don't know. It was just it was an interesting puzzle aspect to it as well. Yeah, I don't know. I gave it a eight out of. 10. I gave it a seven out of ten. Like yeah. it was good. It wasn't like phenomenal, but I, it was well done. I gave done. it an eight just because it does play into the mechanics of the game, which is you know interesting, especially knowing. Do I need to run? Okay, well, it's giving me, like, battle music. I need to run. Um, A lot of the scrabs, you had to run. So it's like, am I being chased? Well, you know if the music's, like, trying to tell you. Yeah, and it's funny because some enemies were programmed to not chase you past certain screens. Right. And other enemies would just continually chase you. Yes. So having that audio cue of, oh, no, they're still chasing me was really handy. Yeah. Um, my only problem with the music was that it was kind of hard to understand Abe at times. Um, yeah. I think it was mostly just because of his voice, but, you know, that still kind of made it a little bit harder, for me at least. Yeah. There were a few times that I didn't have any idea what he was saying. Right. And then it was like, there were a few times that we l- watched the cutscenes back again just yeah. because of that. Right. It was like, oh, I, I get it now. Right, right. And he talked in rhyme, which never helps. <laughs> never helps. So overall, overall is the overall experience of the whole game. Um, I had a lot of fun playing it. I gave it an eight out of ten for my overall score. Um, it's it's definitely a hard game, but if you are into playing games that you want to master and you want to get the puzzles down, this is great for that. It yeah. feeds that, you know that desire of wanting to complete a puzzle. Um, you can easily drop several hours into this game at once. Like yeah. literally oh, yeah. we were playing and next thing you know, it's like 10 o'clock at night and it's like, Oh, Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be easy to beat it in a couple of days if you sat down and just played it. Cause it is very easy just to sit down and like, if you're, stubborn like we are you want to be able to just sit down and knock you know play after play but i don't know it's a really good game it's fun but frustrating at times yeah very frustrating (laughs) at times i think the best part of the game was the two temples yeah like i had the most fun going through those two temples like the the temple entrance had like this you know big overarching puzzle to try and figure out how to get to the temple yeah and then you had the temples themselves that you had to like do the the door puzzles and that i loved that yeah and then you go back to the rupture farms and it was like (laughs) we're here again it it was like the same areas that we had already been through though they were changed a little bit plus you could move on right Really, it shouldn't have been much different, but there was something about the temple's atmosphere that I liked a little bit more. Yeah, I definitely think it was more of an atmosphere. Um, 
I really liked it because, again, you could use the Elu. I don't the know. The El- Elmu. Elmu. Yeah, you could use the Elmu, which, I don't know, just kind of give gave it a little, like, additive enjoyment, I guess. I read, when I was looking up this game's details, I read somewhere that they wanted... The original story arc was that Abe, what, A, Abe and Elmu was, like camping or something nearby yeah. and then realized that all this was happening and then they were going to go to ruptured farms right. and try and save their people yeah but they decided that that was not the direction they wanted <laughs> to go but i thought that it was neat that like this elmu guy was supposed to be like his trusty steed from the beginning like right, that was right. his design yeah and they didn't really have much for story-wise of why they were no. there they just kind of introduced it like this is a camel thing that <laughs> the madalkins use like okay i guess we're using this now yeah <laughs> and they really only used it in the um in the temple areas yeah. like they didn't really use it in anywhere else, anywhere else. Yeah. it was just there yeah um yeah and it was it was an interesting little like exclusive thing to the temples right yep um what'd you give it for an overall i gave it an eight out of ten. Oh, nice okay yeah i really like the gameplay um i kind of knocked it down a little bit just because it does get repetitive and yeah. also very frustrating but overall it was really good gameplay would you see yourself playing either playing this game again or like playing some of the sequels because this game is part of, like, a series. So there's right. a lot of these games out there. Yeah, I honestly don't see myself playing this one, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely see trying the sequels. Yeah. Or even if they made, like, this game exact, but, like, a new remastered one. Well, I'd like to do that, too. That's what the new and tasty is. Oh, okay. So remember when we finished the game and we watched some of the new and tasty, yeah. like, gameplay? That's what that was. Oh, okay, yeah. So it is, like, one-to-one remade. It's just up upscale graphics right. and that's something that i would do yeah you know just because it would be the same kind of game but was, just to see a little bit different yeah yeah and i'm sure that some of the puzzles are a little bit tweaked to right. make it a little easier maybe or to fit the the upscale graphics a little better right but you know it would be interesting to see what the changes are in yeah. the remake um i don't have any i didn't think to look up any details of the remake i just was like <laughs> focused on this game that we played, which was the original PlayStation version. Um, But I totally see the, like, the PC era in this game. Like, I see the developers were probably more PC-based in game development, and they just happened to be able to port it to PC, or to the PlayStation. So, you know, that made sense when I found that out. That made sense, because it, it... plays a lot like the old 90s pc games it kind of reminds me of an adult creatures game yeah just it's more of a game uh as far as like challenging you know platform base where creatures is more of a like you raise up right yeah right but it's definitely an adult creatures to me (laughs) yeah i can't even remember what who creatures was developed by we should look that up and play that sometime too because we played the crap out of that when we were kids. Oh, yeah. I, that was one of my favorite games. <laughs> yeah. I, I just remember being frustrating because I couldn't... Re- I had no idea what the point was. Right. But it was like I was finding eggs. And yeah, we'll yeah. have to look that game up and see if we can play that somehow. I know that I've seen it... I might have it somewhere in my library of games. But I yeah. know that I've come across it a few times and thought, oh, I like this game. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. So, my total... Uh, points was a 40 out of 50 points. What was yours? Mine came up to 39 out of 50. 39. So that's a seven, a 79 or 7.9 out of 10. Um, I almost said 100. <laughs> 7.9 out of 100. <laughs> yeah, that's a very terrible score. No, seven, 7.9 out of 10, which is not bad. It's a, it's a good score. Good. And it's fair. I mean, there there's some room for improvement, but like as the game sits it was a lot of fun and i'm glad that we picked it up from you know having 
having played it as a thrift shop game and then turning yeah. around and playing it as a, a full-blown game. Like, I knew when we played it as a thrift shop game, I knew that this was a popular game. Right. I knew that a lot of people really loved the series, so I wasn't that surprised to then actually enjoy the game. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I had no idea about the game. Yeah. So going into it, it was a little bit different because I didn't know what to expect. But as I started playing it and getting to understand the dynamics or just the story alone, it was really fun to play. I think that playing it with someone who also has a puzzle-oriented mindset yeah. makes it fun. Yeah. Because you get this like collaboration of wait, let's try this. Wait, right. let's yeah. try that. Let's see if let's see if we can drop down to this area instead. Right. Let's try like w- we figured out all these different puzzle areas, but we're not doing them in the right order. Let's right. try it like this. Right. You know, or even just having that second pair of eyes that's looking exactly. for those things while you're playing. You're looking. You're. I'm looking for you know where you could drop or where you could chant because you don't always notice. Well, I can chant here, but in the next room I can't. So maybe I need to go back, you know, right. or vice versa. So there is a one-player mode and a two-player mode in at least in the um, the PlayStation version. I don't know about the rest of them, <clears throat> but one-player mode you basically just there's one controller and you just when you die you just keep you play from the last checkpoint. Yep. Two-player mode is the exact same. <laughs> it's just it'll switch controllers for you. So yeah. like if you if player 1 is playing and then dies, your character goes back to the last checkpoint, but now it's player's two player 2's turn. If player 2 makes it to the next checkpoint and then dies, player, player one, 1 continues from that la- that most recent checkpoint, but you continue the game. So you're essentially playing the game, but instead of trading the controller back and forth, you're just, you have your own controller. I feel like had I known that in advance, I would have just picked one player and we would have just traded the controller back and forth. Just because it would have been a lot easier. Like, if even just we, one of us went to the bathroom or to go get a drink, we right. don't have to switch between two controllers <laughs> ourselves. Worrying about who's who. And, right, yeah. right. What's funny is once you start a game and you save it, there is no changing it after right. that. Like, it's locked into player mode. Yep. So that's, yeah, that's something worth noting. Um, I If, you know, for other games like that, it I would have just picked one player, but it, it was fine. But yep. again... Playing with somebody who just an extra, like you said, an extra pair of eyes made it made it a lot different. It yeah. made it more fun, really, yeah. to sit down and hang out, have this hangout session instead of just grinding it through by myself. Yeah. I think I would get more frustrated quicker. Where, you know, giving you the controller for a minute was nice to break. let me sit back right. and just visualize seeing you do it a different way. Maybe right. I'll be inspired to try it again. Yeah. Cause there was plenty of times that we both were trying different ways to go about it. That way, if your way worked awesome, if right. my way worked awesome. Well, and there were times too, that it was like, okay, I'm going to sacrifice my gameplay to yes. try this one weird thing. Right. And if it works awesome, but right. if not, eh, whatever you right. move on. Right. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, good times. I I had a lot of fun playing. I thank you so much for hanging out and playing with me. Um, We may pick up more of the series. I don't know how much more I have. I know I have one for the Xbox. Um, I can't remember now the name of it off the top of my head, but he's holding like an energy drink can. So I don't know. That's all I remember of it. But it's like (laughs) the same like character type person. I think it's a different, it's not Abe, it's somebody else. But I'm sure that the gameplay is similar. similar. Right. I don't know. Again, I, I have never played... This is the first time I've ever played an Odd World game, so I don't know anything about the rest of them. But if I, I like this game and I'm interested on, in more, I mean, it would make sense to play another Odd World game. Right. But, yeah. So we might play some more in the future. I would be interested in doing that if you wanted to sit down and play some sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Um, maybe we'll... Uh, after this, maybe we'll check out the... Um, the Game Boy version. I have no idea what yeah, that's going to be I like. Know. We'll find <laughs> out, maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, um, guys, our next podcast episode is probably going to be Pokemon Snap. 
the new Pokemon Snap that's being released soon. I think next week. Shoot, yeah, I think yeah, it is. I think it's really soon. So, um, me and Kaylee are starting up Final Fantasy Nine. But while we're playing Final Fantasy IX, we'll pick up Pokemon Snap and review that for the next podcast episode. So, what is th- this month is April 1st. So, it'll be May 1st will be Pokemon Snap, and then June 1st should be the review for Final Fantasy IX. I'm definitely going to be streaming Final Fantasy IX, so if you guys want to check that out, uh, you can follow me over on Twitch which is twitch.tv forward slash zap night. If you would like to see me play Pokemon snap, I might play Pokemon snap. I'm kind of thinking about it. I don't know if I want to have that. Like I'd have to have two game systems set up at the same time because I'm be going back and forth. We'll see. I don't know yet, but we'll see. Um, the last Pokemon Snap game was only, like, three hours long, and I, like, 100%ed the Pokemon Snap Snap game on, that was on the 64, so I don't know what the new one's gonna be like. Maybe it'll be a lot longer, and I won't be able to beat it. It might be more harder. It might be harder, yeah, we'll (laughs) see. Um, but yeah, so that's the plan for the next couple podcast episodes. Guys, thank you all so much for hanging out and listening to this episode. Shannon, thanks again for being with us here. And, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.